paragraph 8. The Sabbath is then kept holy unto the Lord when men, after a due preparing of their hearts and ordering their common affairs aforehand, do not only observe an holy rest all day from their own works, words, and thoughts about their worldly employment and recreations, but also are taken up the whole day time in the public and private exercises of his worship and in the duties of necessity and mercy. So we <clears throat> have considered the first seven paragraphs of uh, this chapter. The first six paragraphs speak of religious worship, and then the last two paragraphs speak of the Sabbath day. Uh, last week we considered paragraph seven. Uh, it, it talks about the institution of the Lord's Day. Um, when was the Sabbath instituted? At creation. Yes, we consider that the, the Sabbath was instituted at creation, codified at Mount Sinai and reaffirmed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, yes, and then we, today we are going to to, to look at the observance. So the institution, paragraph seven, paragraph eight is the observance. So you could also mention, you could also put it this way. Paragraph seven is the doctrine. Paragraph eight is the practice. Um, what can you point out from that last paragraph? So God has set aside this one day in seven. God is the great author of our being and he has kept it holy unto himself. Um, you, you read Genesis, the, the account of creation, everything that was created was good, everything that was created was beautiful, but the Lord's day is set apart. It is sanctified. It is made holy. It is unique and special in its own in its own way, other than every, any other creation, because it's it's the only created thing that is made holy, that is sanctified. Every other thing is good and beautiful, and you can say all that, but um, it is a day kept holy unto the Lord. Anything else?
rest to uh, is taken up in the whole time in the public mm. private exercises or God's worship. Yes. Mm. Yes, the confession uh, tells us negatively what ought not to happen on the lost day. That there is something that needs to stop and that there is something that needs to go ahead. Um, and so we are told there that we are to rest from our own works, words and thoughts about their worldly employment and recreations. That the Lord's Day should not be used to speak about um, to speak about our own opinions, our own thoughts. Um, there's a place for us to to speak about ourselves and our own ideas and things as long as um, it, as, as long as it will lead to a spiritual refreshment to someone else. So there's a call there to stop doing something and there's a call also at the end to do something. You're to stop doing that and you're supposed to do something as public and private exercises of worship. Anything else? calls us to prepare our hearts um, to worship God. We also have the, the what is called there, the duty of necessity and mercy so that we we have the example of doctors who Work on Sunday because mm -hmm. you're not going. You're not going to let the sick die in the name of worship. Mm -hmm. um, but then we can also we can also have someone who is sick in our midst, mm -hmm. and it would be completely appropriate or okay mm -hmm. if some of us uh, went to attend to the sick, yeah. the, the one sick. So that uh, our observance of the Lord's Day is not, <coughs> is not rigid mm -hmm. the way the Pharisees uh, in the Old Covenant wanted it to be. Um, yeah, yeah so, so we have that provision where mm -hmm. we can show mercy and we can, we can engage in works of necessity. So works of necessity, works that um, help to relieve human needs. So we have, for example, we have brethren helping us to cook on Sunday. Those are works of necessity. Without their work, the Lord's Day will be a discomfort for, more, if not all of us, because <laughs> we'll be there in the afternoon, our stomachs will be rumbling, and... Um, and nobody will be concentrating. So 
works of necessity, works of mercy. Works of mercy are works that help to relieve pain and suffering. So, for example, Pasia said the example of the sick people. Uh, you might have sometimes to visit a sick person on, a, on the Lord's Day to minister to them, uh, to those even discouraged works of mercy. So the confession begins, the Sabbath is then kept holy unto the Lord when men, after a due preparing of their hearts and ordering their common affairs aforehand, do not only observe and holy rest all day from their works, from their own works, words, and thoughts about their worldly employment and recreation. So there is a call to a change of mindset in the sense that you stop thinking the way you think on a daily basis and you focus on God. So Sunday is not a continuation of what you've been doing the whole week. There should be a breaking off from that trajectory and you turn your thoughts to God. You order your life in such a way that all your common affairs are done or are completed or are set aside so that on the Lord's day you do not need to do things that will distract you or hinder you from focusing on God. So when it calls us to prepare what do you think you need to do to prepare your heart for the Sabbath day? What do you think is needed for you to prepare your heart to worship God on on the Lord's day? Or if I may ask, how best do you prepare your heart for the Lord's day? Yes, pray. Praying, um, praying for yourself that uh, that the Lord will help you to receive His word with meekness. Praying for the preacher that the Lord may use them. Praying for your fellow Christians, for you, your fellow members, that uh, they will worship God rightly. Uh, George Sunok says, <clears throat> "Leave your heart with God." Saturday night, you will find it with him on the Lord's Day morning. There is um, great importance in preparing your heart, preparing yourself for the Lord's Day. What else? What else do you think is needed as you to help you prepared? So there are things that 
you may need to do there are things that you may need to set aside so for example you 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 don't wake up on a sunday morning and you switch on the television because it will distract you it will take your attention away from god um you can think for example if you're going to sit for your exam at 9:30 a.m. you don't wake up in the morning and watch a movie or you watch news for example because it will take your mind away from your exams you want to you, you want your mind fresh focused that's the same thing with the last day you, you you have to put aside some things you have to focus on the lord put aside the social media for example you don't answer to your emails unless they are necessary so you prepare your heart by trying to be focused you put aside all the cares all the concerns of the world all the things that may distract you anything else how do you prepare your heart for the worship of god what should you do for you to be ready physically preparation uh, in terms of what you're going to wear um, it's a small thing it, it, it looks like a small point but it's very important because if you woke up on a sunday morning and you realize that you don't have clothes to wear all your clothes are dirty you see you're unprepared and um, yes what else do you think you need to do I think what has helped me the preparation of the last day part of my heart is like checking that the last day I'm going to meet Christ mm. and that actually helped me to make things right with Christ even mm. honoring the day again another thing that has helped me in preparation maybe take enough rest Saturday yeah and also going through the scriptures and the hymns is also in beneficial in preparation mm. yeah. yes if you th- that's very important if you stayed up late on Saturday night <laughs> watching uh, World Wrestling Federation or watching sports <laughs> And then on the Sunday morning um you struggle to get out of bed. You're struggling to come to church. You're fatigued. And uh you, you see that affects your alertness, your concentration, your preparation and um and your heart to receive the word of God. Yeah, so physical rest is very important. Uh, you must you have to make sure that um, your body is well rested um, 
something we were, we were speaking with Pasi that uh, even for us, we need to sleep early. We need to complete our sermon early enough as opposed to sleeping very late. Uh, and, and sometimes you, you may think you're justified to stay up late preparing for a sermon. Uh, and then you're not ready, you're not ready for the Lord's day. Even for us, uh, it's a challenge, it's something that we should strive towards. So there, there should be a heart preparation. This is absolutely crucial. The amount of preparation that goes in is a reflection of how you esteem the day. If you think the Lord's Day is very important to you, then you will set aside, you, you will prepare beforehand. So there should be a heart preparation. Let me talk some let me talk about something uh, to do with punctuality. I'll read a quote here. Punctual attendance on the ministration of the word is necessary to the spiritual improvement of the church. It is necessary to encourage the heart of the minister. He cannot be expected to preach with earnestness and persevering zeal if his people manifest no pleasure in listening to the truth which he proclaims. Let him know that they drink the word with delight. Their souls are refreshed by it, that it greatly increases their fruitfulness and holiness. With this knowledge, he will be stimulated to go forward with his work with boldness and endure all his toils and sustaining assurance that his labor is not in vain." End of quote. So coming to church early is a show of respect. It's a mark of self-control. Um, if, if you're running, ever running late habitually, when you come to church, you're distracting others because you have to ask people for, for, for space, uh, excuse me, help me with that and that. You're distracting others. Um, and so punctuality, as, as it's, it's saying here, it's very important. It's a mark of self-control and persistent <coughs> lateness is a mark that you're not prepared for the day. If, if you're prepared for your exams, you'll be punctual. You'll be ready to be seated uh, even before the exam is given. So there should be punctuality. Anything you'd like to say or ask before you continue? speaks to our understanding of the doctrine of the church because if you are in the habit of preparing yourself for the Lord's Day you will 
the sense in which you will automatically be be thinking about it mm. even before Saturday. Yeah. Um, I think it's important because we have the things of this world going on in our lives yeah. because because I mean we are in this world and because we are in this world there are all sorts of things coming up we are traveling um, we have work um, yeah, we have friends and family and all sorts of things that are that, that are going on in our lives and preparing for the Lord's Day is absolutely important if we are going to worship God <coughs> rightly. So, so, so you'll find people planning for their travel, but they don't, they, they plan for their travels, but they're not thinking that they're going to, whether they're going to worship on Sunday or not. Mm Yeah, you 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 find find us thinking about um, how much work we have mm. that sometimes it hinders us from preparing ourselves and, and therefore appropriately worshiping God yeah. on the Lord's day. Mm. So, so I think this is a very important matter mm. when you think about the. The conflicts that people have in church, for example, um, preparing for the Lord's Day ought to encourage the saints to, uh, you know, to, to be ready to face the, you know, his or her fellow believer whom they are in conflict on the Lord's Day. And that preparation should help me um, in my seeking peace and pursuing it. Uh, you think of, of things like uh, feeling tired and wanting to skip church because it's a, it's a real thing where people feel like. for the Lord's Day, mm. the previous day, mm. then more often than not, you will not wake up feeling like that. But many times, people who wake up feeling like they don't want to go to church mm. is because they, they were not preparing themselves to worship God. Um, and and this, this matter of preparing ourselves is like, it's, it's very important. just amazing how many people uh, claim to be Christians who do not think about the day that they are going to worship. Um, sometimes I, I try to think about, to, to use those examples of the things of this world and hoping that they would motivate me to be to be godly. Mm. So for example, when you were saying example here, yeah, 
exams. If you are late for exams, we know you are not going to do it. We are disappointed. We want to be there on time. We are threatened we will not get in if we are late. We do everything possible. We know that we will fail if we don't study hard. So we study hard. And, and when you think about it, how much more the things of God? And, and, and you think about the whole matter of preparation and, and you realize that the Christian life is is basically preparing to meet our Lord. Serious? That's what Christ says. Prepare. Prepare yourselves so that you're not caught off guard when Christ comes. Now think about the Lord's Day. What are we gathering to do on the Lord's Day? We are gathering to do that which we will be doing for all eternity. Um, yeah, so, so, so I don't think it's a thing that we can just um, uh, talk about as though it's, 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 we're just passing through it. It's very important. I agree. Um, when you have a very important meeting, whether it's an interview or an exam, you'll prepare at a transport where this like everything will be I'll not oversleep yes. <laughs> I'll not oversleep. Uh, what of the Lord's Day, a very uh, a very special day, a gift to us given by God where we go and meet him. Um, there's a danger of, of people to think um, the Lord's Day is mentally exhaustive because we have the Sunday school, we have the we have the morning service. Sometimes we um, every fortnight we have the Lord's Supper and then we have the evening service. And um, someone may think. My mind cannot contain all this information. Uh, but, but you see, if the success of our sermons was based on the amount of information you have, then our sermons would be a big failure. You see, when a sermon is preached, the most memorable sermons are not the sermons that you remember to say it. It was actually the sermons in which God dealt with your heart. That God dealt with an issue. God spoke to you about an issue in your heart. Those are the most memorable sermons. And so we don't come on Sunday thinking, I'm too tired. I've listened to this. I've attended the Sunday school and the morning worship and I cannot, I cannot stay in the afternoon. I'm mentally exhausted. You see, when you miss a means of grace, like for example, the afternoon worship, you rob of yourself the opportunity of God speaking to you. Because how do you know there's something God wanted to tell you? 
There's something God wanted to teach you and you were not present. And so it is not so much the amount of information you have, the amount of things that you hear. It's more about God dealing with you. And, and that's why there's great importance of having your heart prepared. And I tell you, you ask God to prepare your heart. You ask God to teach you his truth. You ask God to expose your sin. And I can assure you he's going to do that if your heart is very much prepared to listen to him. So we can't emphasize enough the importance of preparation. And then secondly, there's a preparation of the heart, but also there's a preparation in terms of ordering our common affairs beforehand. I think some of those things we have spoken about, these are mundane issues, domestic issues, business issues. Um, we have to be prepared beforehand so that these things do not become a hindrance to us. Uh, you should not be rushing to church on Sunday morning uh, because um, uh, because you are late in, let's say, preparing breakfast or other things. So there should be a preparation beforehand in terms of our common affairs and uh, in terms of our common affairs. So these issues should not distract you or should not hinder your uh, effectiveness in worshipping God. Uh, anything else before we move on to the observation there do not do not only observe and holy rest all day from their own works words and thoughts about their worldly employment and recreations uh, anything else or any question before we continue <coughs> yeah i think there is you make a very important point there about common affairs so that one of the greatest hindrances in our for us, worshiping God on the Lord's day is unfaithfulness in the six days that God has given. Um, yeah, so, so that worshiping God on the Lord's day is um, is kind of tethered to the six days that we are told. Remember, remember those six. You see, when we're told, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, it immediately follows with six days you shall labor. Mm -hmm. So as, as we remember this this day that we are worshiping God, we have to remember also that God has given us work to do, and we have to do it faithfully. And when we are unfaithful, more often than not, worship on the Lord's day becomes a struggle. Yeah. Preparing ourselves becomes an impossibility in quotes. Mm. We are not able to prepare ourselves, and thus then we are hindered. So, so, so the, the work that God has given us to do every every day of our lives, we should be found doing it faithfully. Mm. Uh, and, and that that's you know that's the other way of preparing ourselves for for worship.
so it's, it also says that uh, do not only observe and holy rest all day. So you're not only resting all day, but you're also resting from your own works, your own words, your own thoughts about your worldly employment and recreations. So it's, it's a day in which we should shift the way we think. When we gather on the Lord's Day, our minds should be focused on God rather than our personal things. It's not a day to think about, continually think about our personal affairs. Um, I'm not saying our personal affairs have no relevance, but our personal affairs can be a launching ground to speak about spiritual things. Uh, we should not focus on our conversation. We should focus on God. That's what the, the confession is saying. Uh, we can turn to Isaiah chapter 58, verse 13. Isaiah 58 verse 13 someone can read from verse uh, verse 12 uh, verse 12 to 14 Isaiah 58 verse 12 to 14 and says and the ancient ruins shall be rebuilt shall raise up <coughs> shall raise up the foundation of many generations shall be called the repair of the bridge sorrow streets to dwell in. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasures on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and, and the holy day of the Lord honorable. If you honor it, not going your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you pride on the heights of the earth. I fill you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So, the warning to the children of Israel as regards to the Sabbath is they should put away their pleasure. Um, they should make the Sabbath of the Lord honorable. They should not walk in their own ways. They should not seek their own pleasure. They should not even talk idly. Rather, they should take delight in the Lord. Verse 14, And I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So we see there um, the blessings that come with honoring the Lord's day. There is indeed great promises, great blessings to keeping the Sabbath. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 15 to 22. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 15 to 22.
13, 15 to 15. Yes. In those days, I saw in Judah people trading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in heaps of grain and loading them on donkeys and also wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them on the day when they sold food. Tyrians also, who lived in the city, brought in fish and all kinds of goods and sold them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah in Jerusalem itself. Then I confronted the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil thing you are doing, profaning the Sabbath day? Did you not your fathers act in this way? And did not God bring all this disaster on us and on this city? Now you are bringing more wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. As soon as it began to grow dark at the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I commanded that the doors should be shut and gave orders that they should not be opened until after the Sabbath. And I stationed some of my servants at the gate that no load might be brought in on the Sabbath day. Then the merchants and sellers of all kinds of wares lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice. But I warned them and said to them, Why do you lodge outside the city wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time on, they do not come on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites that they should purify themselves and come and guard the gates to keep the Sabbath day going. Remember this also in my favor, O oh my God, and spare me according to the greatness of your steadfast love. Yeah, so you see, <clears throat> this is these are some of the reforms Nehemiah instituted after their captivity uh, in Babylon. After they went back to to the land, and um, he actually calls the breaking of the Sabbath. What he says, verse seventeen. What is this evil thing that you're doing, profaning the Sabbath day? calls profaning the sabbath day an evil thing and uh, we, we we see there uh, they were involving themselves in commerce in business in uh, trading and, um, and, so, and so this the warning to the, the warning to keep the sabbath is not only to believers but also to non-believers uh, because it was instituted at creation the observance of the Lord's day is given to all men, uh, whether believers or non-believers. So, all men should be uh, should be warned, should be cautioned to keep the Sabbath. So we continue with the with, uh, with the confession, and then it says, "But also are taken up the whole time in the public and private exercises." of his worship and in the duties of necessity and must that last part um, so, so, so the sabbath can can sometimes be open to a lot of excesses and abuses uh, we, we have to be very careful that we do not burden the day that it becomes wearisome for God's people. Um, 
so you have there it should be used for public and private exercises of his worship of the worship of God and in the duties of necessity and mercy the the, the, Jew, the Jews had instituted laws um, that that, uh, that that had become very burdensome to people for example it is said that you could not pick a button kitaki when it fell on the last day you had to wait until the next day for you to pick that button and so the argument comes in what if a child like Wendo picks the button and puts it in their mouth are you going to pick that button or are you going to leave it with them and so the Sabbath as Jesus said the Sabbath was given for the good of man the Sabbath should not enslave men and so when you come to this last section um, it should be used the whole time in the public and private exercises notice there the whole time so the Sabbath is not in the morning alone when you go to church and you say my Sunday is finished I will serve this no the Sabbath is the whole time the whole day it is called the Lord's day not the Lord's morning so <clears throat> we encounter here the issue of the duties of necessity um, some of the examples of the works of necessity that you know th th these are these are works that uh, that are done to meet human needs that are necessary to be done for for, for the good of others to to relieve that discomfort um, what are the duties of necessity that you think of or careers of necessity Pastors, yes. <laughs> yes, pastors. Uh, those are works of necessity. We shall look at Matthew chapter 12, uh, which Christ is talking about. Uh, anything else? Police officers. Yes? Police officers. Yes, police officers, prison uh, warders, um, firemen. firemen. Yes. Drivers. Yeah, drivers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an important point because <laughs> theologians have argued that the world that we live in is uh, <clears throat> is fast progressing, mm. and so then there are things, there are works that could not have been works of necessity mm. one hundred years ago mm. that are now works of necessity. Um, although then we should um, you know, we should also consider that the nature with which uh, church life mm. now exists mm. is a bit different mm. and that's where now the point for Sabbath being made for man mm. uh, becomes important because 
you realize that um, we live in a world that is infiltrated with false teaching. Mm. Now you're not going to go to the church that is next to your house, yeah. which is not faithful, yeah. in the name mm. that you don't want to break the Sabbath by holding mm. a mm. um, So then there, there's a sense in which um, uh, people who drive mm. on the Lord's Day may be termed as mm. uh, those who, who, are, who have works of necessity. Yeah. Uh, so, so then there are others who would argue that we we should buy vehicles. Yeah. Uh, everyone, if you live far from the church, <laughs> buy a car. Mm. But, but then that's that's not very realistic. Mm. Um, there are others who have sought to encourage the saints to try as much as possible to live near mm. where the church is, yeah. so that they don't have to, so that traveling doesn't become a necessity because it can be avoided. Mm. Because the whole matter of traveling is not uh, it's not inevitable mm. because the, there is a way we can go around mm. things yeah. and and be able to not travel. Mm. It's, it's like the whole matter of cooking. Mm. We have to cook. Yeah. It's, it's a necessity. Um, but then there's a way we go around things mm. so that we don't go to hotels on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's like buying things from the shop. Mm. There's a way we can go about things so that we avoid uh, giving business to someone who's breaking the Sabbath. Mm. And so it's, it's, all, um, it's all dependent on the Christian to be faithful in the way they think about the Sabbath or the Lord's Day so that they they do everything possible to to be found worshiping God. Mm. Yeah. So, so so the question comes in is is that work a necessity and there's an aspect to which it is a necessity. Yeah. Um but but um you read the command in Exodus 20 verse 8 about working for six days and you shall rest. And the command is not only given to you, but also to your employers. Sorry, to, yes, to your employees, how you will treat your employees. Uh, and so something like Kuchunga Ngombe, which you can't neglect. You have to work around it, as Pasi is saying. You have to work around it. If if you have workers, you, you might need to employ four different workers to work on Sundays so that uh, at least each one might have uh, opportunity to go to church. You can't have the same person taking care of your cow every Sunday because the, the command is also given to you not your male servants, not your female servants shall work. So, so y you can't burden the same person um, yeah. neglecting the Lord's Day. And that goes with issues such as matatu and such kind of employment. You can have them uh, prepare hay, nitango hay, mm. for the cows, mm. have enough hay for the cows the day before. Yeah. 
so that they don't have to get it on the lot. They just they just feed feed the, the animals. I recommend <coughs> a small booklet by Peter Masters. Peter Masters is the man occupying the pulpit in Metropolitan Tabernacle where Spurgeon was, was, was the pastor. Mm. He's the one now occupying the pulpit there as, as their pastor and preacher. He has a, a book in it to remember the Sabbath day. Small booklet, Kamai Confession to He makes very, very uh, convincing arguments on, 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 on the whole matter of going to restaurants and you know using public means and, and all all that. I hope as we talk about the Sabbath, you're encouraged to see that this is the best day of the week. This should be what you're looking forward to because this is the day where you go to meet God, where you fellowship with other brethren. And you should appreciate that we are not in the old covenant. Uh, in the book of Numbers, there's someone who was caught um, Picking sticks on the Lord's day, what was what was his punishment? He was stoned to death. Um, when you fail to, to to come to church, for example, when you fail to observe the Sabbath, um, uh, we don't say uh, we, we need to stone that person, or let's discuss as a church. We need to stone that person. No, we. Those laws are no longer binding to us. Those legislations have gone. Um, and so you should see the Sabbath as a gift. You should not see it as being restrictive, as being a burden. You should see it as a gift. This is a day in which I go to listen to God. I go to hear God. I go to commune with God and His people. And not only that, I'm I'm going to rest physically. And I, I think there's great importance also for our bodies to be well rested. For you to put aside all the worldly concerns and the cares of the world and to focus on worshipping God. There's great importance in, in that rest. So you have their works of mercy, the last thing. Um, these are actual works of ministry. These are works done to alleviate suffering or pain or distress. Um, so it could be caring for the sick. could be visiting those who are grieving. All those are works of mercy. They help to alleviate emotional pain, spiritual pain, or even physical pain. 
so you may have people in in such fields people working uh, in in orphanages in nursing homes uh, as hospital workers uh, they minister healing uh, this is a work of mercy let's turn to Matthew chapter 12 verse 1 to 13 I, I think this is a very good example of uh, Jesus showing us Matthew chapter 12 the works of necessity the works of mercy and the works of piety Matthew chapter 12 verse 1 to to 13 Matthew chapter 12 verse 1 to 13 Someone can please read. Thank you. So, <clears throat> you may wonder, where do we get the idea that this is a work of necessity, this is a work of mercy, this is a work of piety? So, for example, in verse 2, the Pharisees saw his disciples, oh, sorry, verse 1, uh, his disciples were plucking heads of grain unto it. Where will we uh, classify that as a work of necessity? That's what we all do. We must eat, <laughs> even on the last day. Um, and then verse 5, uh, have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? So the priest had to offer a lot of sacrifices on the Lord's day, oh, sorry, on the Sabbath day uh, in the Old Testament, we will classify that as work of piety. Um, and then lastly, verse, uh, verse 9, he meets this man with a withered hand. Where will we classify this work? As a work of mercy. You're relieving pain and suffering. That's the work of mercy. And so that's how we we draw such conclusions from from scripture. Any comment or question? 
training part of the Lord's Day uh, in relation to what we've been doing in the book, uh, the book Practical Religion. The second chapter is, is a title called Self-Exertion. Mm. And it's a call to believers to strive mm. and to make every effort. Mm. Uh, the, the passage is from is striving to enter through the straight gate. When Christ was saying, mm. strive to enter through the narrow gate, men mm. um, will try and not be able. And he makes the argument there that um, even the worldly things mm. are sought for with hard work. Yeah. They are sought for with. Um, much struggle and much fighting and, and striving and doing everything to, to be able to achieve success in those mm -hmm. things. And he argues much more so should be the things of the soul. And on one of the points he says that we should strive to use the means of grace. Um, and that he puts in the Lord's Day and public worship mm -hmm. and, and all that. And it got me thinking that even that, mm. it's not that it's easy, mm. but it's necessary work. It's it's striving. It's it's making every effort mm. so that you can be able to get the blessings of that day, mm. as God has promised, so that uh, you you may not go in or or may not participate in the Lord's Day like any other day, mm. but it's a special day that requires work mm. um, in, in, in terms of preparation, in terms of uh, even even doing away with all the distractions yeah. uh, that will be there. Um, distractions with the phone, at times the phone is a culprit nowadays. Uh, distractions from friends and families and invitations. Mm. Very interesting from Zote Wazakwanga Sande. So I'm thinking that it's not it's not straightforward, it's not it's not given. All these things have to be done purposefully yeah. and have to be mm. there is an element of work mm. in them. Mm. So, so that when we go to Sunday, we think like that. Mm. Um, <coughs> so that it's easy work or it's like it's something that has to be sought after. Yeah. Uh, because Christ has commanded us to strive mm. in those things. Mm. So as we were reading today, I think I was just remembering that. Yeah, and, and we have to approach it. Well, in, in a way, um, the, the mentality that we go to work with, <laughs> as you're saying, when there's an examination, you have to, you always prepare beforehand. Um, you always prepare to be there by, if the exam is at 8, you are there by 7.50. Mm. Uh, for for med students, uh, at times you usually do oral exams face to face. You People shave. Yeah, you, you know, by that time I shaved my beard. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved my beard. And I, I put on a tie and I ironed and I tucked all these things that I don't usually do on normal. I put everything. <laughs> and I'm just thinking that's just for uh, an athlete, mm. a colleague, yeah. and 
can see. So much more is required for us for things that have become a burden. How will you respond to someone who says, um, I have to work on the Lord's day in order to provide for my family? Let's say this is a kind of employment in which uh, he can choose not to work, but he's chosen, I have to go to work on Sunday so that I can provide for my family. What will you It's not work of necessity. So he, 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 may clari- he, may, he may classify as work of necessity because my family... He, he, he may justify in that way that this is a work of necessity, for instance, because uh, I have school fees to pay. Uh, let's say I have uh, these bills to take care of and I have to work on Sunday. He might also be a shopkeeper so that he, he feels like he's not working. What will you? Yes, really. I I don't think uh, maybe unless say it's it's those places like Madare where people can even have one meal a day. Uh, otherwise, I don't think when there's a course for that day because I don't think like working for. Sunday is the uh, Sunday is the miraculous day that will give mm. all this money and we can all these other times yeah mm. during the week. So mm. uh, if they can find a brother, uh, I'm a sister Menendez, I'm helping in that sense. Mm. I think and as a quack will help me what what on what they can eat on Sunday mm. and the Lord's day so that this person is able to to come to work. Mm-hmm. And it has to be a genuine one because um, if I mean food, hand to mouth, it has to be hand to mouth. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that mm-hmm. I think um, that there will be many ways to look at it mm-hmm. from the point of like what's the time. Let's say, for example, abucha, abucha. People have done kazi ya kuzanyama. They say Sunday do inakwana the most sales. Hey, watu sasa wa yusko na kwa mireso na nwanyama. And uh, Sunday you're supposed to come to church. And they make the case that uh, I have to provide for my family. You see, even in that, I'm thinking in two ways. Mm. That one, maybe you're the owner of the butcher, right? Mm. And number two, maybe you are an employee of a person who is not a believer, who owns the budget, right? Um, so that I think it's straightforward um, for, for the employer who is a believer. Um, I, I think it's absolutely necessary for them to consider those things that they do. Try and strive mm. on one side, on his side, mm. to participate of public and private worship, and also allow his employees mm. to do the same. Mm. Um, but if it's for the employee, mm. 
was just thinking the other day as we were talking, we were talking about the lot today. It's that the employee has to consider those things even before employment. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so that they don't get into an arrangement um, where they are expected to work on Sunday, knowingly, knowingly that they have to work on Sunday. And that becomes an automatic way of public worship. So I think, <laughs> I think we should, I don't know if I'm wrong to say this outrightly, but I don't think you should. Yeah. You should open. Yes, I, I agree. You cannot make the argument that if I don't provide for my family, I am worse than a non-believer. You cannot, you cannot disobey one obligation to fulfill another obligation. Because this is the lost day. When you're breaking it, you're robbing it of, from God. And so you cannot say, just to fulfill another obligation. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah, so. Perhaps I'm Yes. Yeah. Which is breaking the commandments, not stealing. Yeah. So that you are able to obey God. And I think we 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 have to bind men's consciences with the word of God. Yeah. Um, so that when someone comes to live with such a mother, the first thing that I bring to them is what does God require from you? So you will find we had that. Uh, we had a similar example. With, uh, the reason I cited a barber is because it's a barber who used to come at, at our church, and he wanted me to validate his opening his barber shop on Sundays. Uh, so so he would come for the Sunday school, and then he would say, "I'm in the church now. I can go open my." Sure. And I, I categorically told him that I cannot encourage you to disobey God so that you come to our church uh, in the name in the name of on Sundays you're on a customer's way. Because his argument was on Sundays people are free, I have many customers, uh, I'm going to, to uh, that's why I open my, my shop on Sundays. So, so I told him that uh, if you are a Christian, that's not the way you should think. A Christian, a Christian thinks, uh, what does God require of me? And then you start from that point in in your thinking process. And of course, that was not appealing to him. He decided he was not even going to come for that Sunday school. Yeah. You just know that God is uh, watching. Yeah. And then we also have to to encourage people to trust God. Because you, you find that 
with people who make such arguments it's that they are not trusting God that God is able to provide for them in six days because he's the one that has told us to worship him uh, on the seventh so, so that um, people people want to make ends meet by their own strength regardless of what God says um, so, so, so you'll find people saying but you see I have to uh, I have to I have to give that policeman that 50 shillings so that I don't go to the you know, to, to court and pay 5,000 which will be detrimental to me providing for my family. And we, and we, and we say, uh, the blessing is in obeying God, not disobeying God. Yeah. Yeah. And it is not a blessing mm. if you have to disobey God to get it. Mm. If, if you have to sin so that you get whatever you want to get, then it's not a blessing. So, so that person who wants to disobey God so that he provides for his family, has to be reminded that what they get is not a blessing from God. Mm. Because God, see, that's what we read there in Isaiah 50. Mm. The blessing of God is mm. in obeying Him, yeah. not disobeying. Mm. Yeah. There's a warning there in Nehemiah, which uh, we read also. Um, the, the Bible does not only condemn those who sell things on the Sabbath, but also those who buy things on the Sabbath, isn't it? And um, I think it's it's a matter of conscience uh, because there are things, there are people, for example, they cannot, I know the, 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 there's a group called the Dutch Reformed. They, they can't buy anything on the, on the Sabbath, if, even if it's a matter of necessity. Atakama, kupika, ukapata chumvi meisha ama nini they cannot buy watakula food hivyo bila chumvi yeah so so so, 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 so you can't bind their conscience and, and say ini it is a matter of necessity for example sometimes we forget to buy i forget to buy the elements of the lost table on saturday and then i have to buy on sunday so, so such people will not um, they don't do it so, so it's a matter of conscience how how you you go about it and you see god has given us these principles and 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 he's given you this spiritual judgment to apply them in your life so that you have freedom uh so, so, so they, they should not be restrictive to you that one person is able to do one person is able to go and buy salt on sunday other person may not be able yeah. yeah, I think you you remind me of a very important point about the the, the our need for the gospel because just imagine all these things that are tethered to the law of God and we might think ah I've made my meal I don't have salt. It's a work of necessity. <coughs> I must buy salt. Yeah. And then on the final day, God, your, your body is better off without salt. I only say, when you want to buy salt. <laughs> um, so that, I don't know if you're getting what I'm trying to get at. That 
the law of God cannot be that which justifies us before God. Because in one way or another, we are breaking it. Even when we are trying as much as we can to obey God, there's just a way that sin has made everything difficult. So that even in our obeying the law of God, we, in one way or another, may be found breaking it. So that our hope is not even in that we keep the Sabbath, that we, we honor the Lord's day, we, we sit there the whole day and we listen to the word of God. That is what God requires of us and we strive to do it as his people. But our hope is in Christ who fulfilled the, the whole law. And that's why when, when, I, when I meet with the SDAs and they tell me that Jesus worshipped on the Sabbath, my first response to them is he did he did worship on the Sabbath mm. because he was fulfilling the law of God for us mm. who would not be able to keep the Sabbath. Um, <clears throat> so, so, so our hope is not in, in the obedience of God's law, even though we do it because we love God. Mm. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Our hope is in Christ who obeyed the law of God perfectly. When the Bible says that he obeyed the law of God perfectly, in a manner that even where there are loopholes, penyesis kunezajipata, tumemangana kuobey the law na tumeshidwa. For Christ, those loopholes were all sealed. He, he was reviled, yet he did not sin. He was tempted in everywhere as we are, yet he did not sin. He kept the law of God perfectly. So, so then our hope is in him. Our trust is in him. So Christ and I say, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He, he's the one that dictates for us how we conduct ourselves on that day. Any question or comment before we close with, with prayer? How long in terms of duration yeah. or frequency? Duration. Duration. Um, What's the difference between duration and frequency? Frequency. Frequency. Eight hours a week. Duration. Eight hours, one day a week. Frequency also nezamin. Nezamin like perpetual like yeah. in as if kamali penye oh yeah okay how frequent should you be asking in terms of the length of the service I think we are given freedom to choose because I understand there are places where people cannot meet to worship God in the afternoon. 
for example, places like Marsabit, it's very hot. Amwezi meet in the afternoon. You you only meet until Sasitapo, and then you go home. Uh, but even in such instances, you should use your private time to observe, uh, sorry, to, to, to obey the Sabbath. And, um, and <clears throat> when I say private, it could, you could sit down with your family and watch something that is edifying. Um, you could read a book together. You could spend that time in, in, in spiritual matters, in doing spiritual things, uh, other than just your daily, uh, your daily routine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and those who are in worshiping, like Kamawa or Marsabit, mm. not being able to meet in the afternoon. Mm. Um, we should not see that as an advantage. It's actually a disadvantage for them. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's better for us as believers mm. when we have as many opportunities as possible to hear the word of God mm. yeah. as opposed to, you know, and, and the temptation is lifted from us. Mm when we have a whole day's worship, yeah. public worship, uh, as opposed to you have, you, you meet up until one and then you have the whole afternoon to think, how am I going to worship God now privately? Mm. Uh, from from now till I go to sleep. Mm. It's, it's better when you, and that's why we provided that for you so that you, so that, so that you benefit from it you are able to see that um, um, uh, God has been kind to us mm. to allow that we that we hear the word of God proclaimed throughout the day, mm. uh, and, and we can now spend the private uh, our private time mm. meditating on what we've heard. And, uh, it, it doesn't become such a task. Mm. Yeah, so, so, so if you have a case of, um, if we decided we will not have the afternoon worship, for instance, you see what you are doing, we, we are robbing God's people the opportunity to hear God. Because God speaks to us when his word is preached faithfully. And so such people in Marsabit don't have that privilege to hear God speak to them through his word in the afternoon. They may listen to a sermon, uh, they may read their Bible, but it's not the same as preaching. Isn't it? Yeah. There's also the most important thing is to get the understanding of whatever you are doing. Like if you face up and understand why are you doing it. Mm. I think you won't find it as a good But you won't find it as a good I think the saddest thing in today's world is the lack of that understanding. Just as the scripture says, mm. 
Yes, we could say it's a practice that has been lost in our in our time. Um, I think you as a, when we practice when we faithfully observe the Sabbath, what one is anza kuwaita nini ni cult nini ni poanda with you like each a change yata church the whole day. You see, it's it's not something that is out there. Uh, yet uh, we see from scripture that it is the Lord's day. It's not the Lord's morning or the Lord's half day. It's, it's the full day given unto God. Mm. I think you will have to say my public and private exercise this. Is a good response to many people because many churches nowadays have sought to make their services shorter mm. and shorter. Mm. They have sought to have three services so that one can even go to church at seven mm. and by eight thirty they are reduced the word done. So that now I am free to, to do other things. Um, but I think we are told the Lord's Day is just not public worship, but it's it's also private exercises of worship. So that if you go to a church, like a, well, a biblical church, like that one in my service, in a service in Aisha 12. You still see that you have a responsibility mm. to observe that day as unto the Lord. So that it's just not public worship. <coughs> yeah, because even if it's public worship, many places, even us, it says from 9 30 to, to what? One. Six mm. or, to, or to five. Mm. And, and there's still time. So that even how you spend the rest of the time can still show mm. and still reflect how you guide the Lord's mm. Yeah, so that it's not public worship as as I felt that these questions was framed. Mm. Um, even if service in Asia one, mm. you still have a responsibility to keep that faith mm. unto the Lord. Mm. Yeah, and it's not easy. <laughs> I'm saying that because as I was acknowledging its work. Yeah. Acknowledging that a lot of things in the world happen on Sunday, as I said, for me, on a Sunday, World Cup is not a final in a corner Sunday, but on Pira, which is that is not a corner Sunday, I don't know, for me, one for myself, in a corner Sunday, so that you see there are a lot of for me, one, I don't know, a lot of things from Atta Safari Railway in a final. Mm. Um, a lot of things end on Sunday, so, mm. so that there's a lot.
things that are determined or uh, I don't know if it's purposeful, but they mm. are set to, mm. to grow your temper yeah. and the things of God yeah. and the efforts one needs to, mm. to, to avoid them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was saying recently historically, King James um he so hated the Puritans, the Christians, that he introduced uh, illegalized things that could be done on Sunday, like um, playing cards, like some sort of enjoyment, some sort of entertainment, just to undermine Christianity. And uh, I think what Seth is saying, what we have today is a lot of entertainment, the like on Sunday, and uh, Christians forget that uh, that is a day set for the Lord, set holy for the Lord. Yeah. So you have you have sports. You have um, your your families. Familia pia na pangangaizi ma family gatherings zikwe on on Sundays. Yeah, because people don't don't see the importance of it. People don't realize that they're undermining the Lord's day. They are breaking the Sabbath. Um, I think there's an issue of recreation apple also. Uh, we, we should not plan to, for example, go swimming on Saturday or play sports oh, sorry, on Sunday. Um, I think there are exceptions, like for children, like on, on Sunday. Our children will only do things that uh, children will do. Uh, so these children are two Sabbath breakers. <laughs> they won't keep the Sabbath. But but um, yes, I think I, I think that's clear for most of us. Uh, recreation. Uh, people use the, the the Sabbath to to be a fun day, uh, where you take your family out, you 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 rest with your family. Um, I don't think that's a private use of the Sabbath. Yeah.